Lesson 29, Business versus Home Office. Page 30. Zoom in. Home versus office. What's the difference? Surveys and researchers are using the data to help understand how working from home can be more productive and enhance working hours. Several factors are different in a home setting, and these could be the reasons why some workers are more productive at home. Employees prefer to work 26% fully remote, 49% hybrid, 25% fully in the office. Pros of working from an office, better time management, networking opportunities, company culture, productivity, cons of working from an office, inflexibility, back to the commute, less autonomy, exposure to illness. Pros of working from home, save on time, independence, cost savings, flexibility, cons of working from home, no structure, feeling disconnected, overworking, mental health. What are your priorities? When it comes to working from home versus working in an office, there are benefits and drawbacks. We'll shed more light on these pros and cons in a moment, but to set context for your own needs, it's important to engage in some reflection. How happy are you either at home or at work? How much does a commute take out of you each day? Do you miss the networking opportunities you had in the office? Do you feel distracted at home? Vocabulary Part 1 Page 30 Stressed Social Interaction Distractions Collaboration Working Remotely Working Remote Motivation Isolation Flexible Save Money Work as a Team Autonomy Office Space Face-to-Face -face, Commuters Structure Article Part 1, page 32. The Great Work Debate of 2021. Netflix and big banks are doing it one way. Salesforce, Dropbox, and Spotify are doing it another way. Microsoft, many large corporations, law firms, consulting, and accounting firms are splitting the difference. I'm talking about the great debate on how, or even if, employees should return to an office environment. Let's start by acknowledging that it's not effective to do many jobs remotely. You can't stock a supermarket shelf, grow crops, perform a laboratory experiment, or repair a car from home. But many jobs in today's economy require a computer, internet access, and the ability to have video calls. The pandemic taught us that it's possible for many people to do these jobs from home, even if they had traditionally been required to report to an office. Every economy is different, but about 40% of the American workforce was able to work from home during the worst parts of the pandemic. Not everyone was equally productive at home. School teachers, for example, worked from home out of necessity, but that is not likely to be an option in the future. But for tens of millions of workers around the world, remote work is a real possibility in the post-COVID world. The only question now is where the world's bosses are on board. There are compelling reasons to move to a remote-first model. The first is employee satisfaction and retention. Many workers found they preferred the flexibility of working at home. Bosses found that contrary to their worst fears, employees maintained or even increased their productivity when working remotely. In addition, a remote model allows a company to hire from a much wider geographic area than simply the city or cities in which they operate. And workers farther from the most expensive cities are more affordable too. Another benefit is cost savings on facilities. 
Many companies that maintain expensive blocks of office space in the biggest cities are looking to downsize. Office leases tend to be 5 to 10 years in the biggest cities around the world. Companies with large office footprints are putting space up for sublease, hoping to make a little money off space they don't need. But look for large companies to take less office space in expensive cities in the future, as all or part of their workforces go remote. Not surprisingly, technology companies are leading the way in the all-remote model. Dropbox, Spotify, Twitter, and the payments company Square have all said that they are remote first. Some non-tech companies are going that way too. Consumer banks and insurance companies are moving their call center operations to a remote-first model. Those are the benefits, but not everyone is a believer. Large banks like J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo believe they need their people to be in an office setting. Jamie Zimmon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, says that all remote work can slow down decision-making, harm team morale, make it difficult to onboard new employees, and inhibit creativity. Reed Hastings, the boss of Netflix, says he doesn't see any advantages to an all-remote work arrangement. Especially in knowledge-based industries, it's not enough to have a lot of smart people. Smart people need to work together. And working together doesn't just mean having meetings. It means generating ideas together, challenging assumptions, exploring options, trying and failing, and working side-by-side to create innovative products and services. That's difficult to do in a remote environment. But what about the success of remote work to date? Some company bosses worry that the great remote work experiment of 2020 was successful because employees already had solid relationships to build on. But would you have been as effective remotely in 2020 if you had never met or worked together with your coworkers? How can younger workers get the training and mentorship they need if they can never interact in person? That brings us to what many companies are calling the hybrid model. Under the hybrid model, remote work and office work go hand in hand. For many of us, and of course I'm generalizing, but for many of us, our days are a mixture of working together and working independently. When we're working independently, some of us can be more effective at home. But when we need to work with our teams, being together in person is still valuable. The hybrid model will feature a mixture of remote work and in-person work. For some people, it might mean a few scheduled days a week at home. For others, it might be more spontaneous and flexible. Come to the office when you have a team meeting, or need to use common space or stay home on the other days if you prefer. This is probably a safer option. A hybrid model can let employees live farther from the city center if they don't have to commute every day. Employees can even live in other cities or regions if they're willing to travel in for meetings every so often. The office under this model won't be a place to spend your full day doing all your work. Instead, it will be a tool in your toolkit for doing effective work. Teams will use it how and when they need to. Zoom out, part one, page 35. Highly engaged employees. These are employees holding favorable opinions of their workplace. They love their job and teams and work hard to see the company succeed. Moderately engaged employees. These are employees who like their organization but see room for improvement. They are unlikely to take on more responsibility and may be underperforming. Barely engaged employees. These are employees feeling indifferent about their job and their company. They lack motivation and do the bare minimum to get by. They are likely to look for other opportunities, making them high turnover risks. Disengaged employees. These are employees that hold a negative opinion about their job and company. They are not committed to their role and are disinterested in their responsibilities. Their negative perception can have a negative impact on the productivity of their employees around a disengaged employee. 
Through this podcast series, you will hear audio scripts, vocabulary, and various phrases throughout our American English course. These audios are synced with our four book series. Contact one of our professors or join our online course by visiting our Facebook page, Uncle Sam's International.